hey everyone welcome back to uh keeping up with the chaldeans we're here with amr bali of the bali team uh a mortgage company yeah yeah uh great great to have you Thank uh, you. Thank uh you. hopefully we can uh teach everybody a little bit about you and uh the business and uh the techniques you use to kind of keep that uh the 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 customer pipeline full and uh prosperous <laughs> so why don't you give us a little bit about Thanks, guys. Uh, about the company there so yeah so first of all junior anthony thank you guys for having me great um, to have you buddy so uh just a couple things just to jump right into it so the bally team is uh we're a team of mortgage brokers right mm -hmm. so um i've been doing mortgages now for about five years and from where i started till the day before i opened up my company i saw that there's the same scheme going on in every mortgage lender or brokerage or retail lender or credit union or large bank and it's how can we make our margins as great as possible how can mm -hmm. we take as much money as we can from the consumer? And by taking as much money as we can from the consumer, how can we profit ourselves, right? How can the bank or the credit union or whatever it is profit themselves? With my brokerage, I opened up my brokerage with the idea of stopping unfair lending. That's my tag, right? So on anything okay. I put, I, I have a tag, stop unfair lending. And what I mean by unfair lending is when a mortgage broker or a large lender or whatever it is, when they're doing your mortgage, they make commission two ways. They make their commission off of the back end, off of the interest rate that's coming in. So whatever that interest rate is, the lender is giving the broker money for selling that interest rate. And then they're also making money off of the front end, charging fees, origination costs, administration costs, processing fees, whatever it is. I opened up my brokerage with the idea of, I'm going to do mortgages with no fees. And by oh, wow. doing mortgages with no fees, meaning I'm not going to roll any of these fees into your interest rate as well, meaning your interest rate and your APR are going to be the same. Um, and that just spread. It spread like wildfire. And really, the company was built, and a lot of people don't like it. It's unfortunate. Maybe not a lot of people, but a, a good quarter of them. They basically say, you know, putting other lenders on blast is not the way to grow your own business. But I say, it's not me putting them on blast. It's me exposing the truth. Yeah. It's me exposing the truth of the unfair lending that is going on in the industry. And so what's what's unfair about it? It, it the charging, uh, what did you call it? Charging all types of fees, all the front end fees or the back okay, end fees. Okay, so a front end fee or a back end fee, as long as it's in black and white, what's unfair about that? Okay, so for example, why would I charge a client? So for example, I can charge a client more if they're a first time home buyer mm -hmm. than, if, than charging a client who's purchasing their third home, for example, right? They're purchasing their third home. The first time home buyer is not gonna know what a $500 processing fee or a $2,000 origination fee or a $1,000 administration fee is, right? Right, Even I wouldn't. Though, yeah. I wouldn't either. No. <laughs> because that's what we were doing at, at the last lender I was working at. Who's that? Who nah, it's Quicken Loans. Names. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. Oh, hey, Quicken. So, so anyways. Big DG. So, Make your money, Quicken. So we would charge clients $500 for processing fees on first-time homeowners, right? Yeah. And they'd be like, why do I have to pay this? Because, oh, you know, you got to pay to process the loan. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, and who would receive that $500? Would it go back to, like, say, Quicken? Or go was back it... to the retail lender. So okay. it would go back to the lender. It would be, it would be a profit to themselves. Yeah. Why do they need to pay... Why does the client need to pay a processing fee when they're already making two and three quarter percent off of the loan amount from the back end, right? Yeah. So not only are they making almost 3% of the loan amount on the back end, they're going to make over almost two to three to $4,000 on fees on the front end. Right. Now, these people that are getting homes, they're, they're literally emptying their bank account to purchase this home. Like they have $10,000, $15,000 in their bank account. Mm -hmm. They're giving us $12,000 after their taxes, insurance, and their down payment. So it's like they're they're getting this home with only three thousand dollars left. Some have a wife and two kids, right? Three right. Kids. For example, yourself, right? A wife and three kids. Yeah. Some people are they're they're liquidating themselves to purchase this home. Now, out of them liquidating themselves, four thousand dollars extra of that is going into somebody else's pocket on top of the three percent that they're already making as a freebie. It's unfair. 
It's unfair because they're naive and they don't know because they're a first time home buyer. They're they're upcharging them. They're charging them more. Right. Well, there are there are people in other industries that have kind of taken the same approach that you're taking is let me not expose because you're not exposing. You're just laying out the way to make savings and the way to uh, be able to save yourself some money by coming to you. Or even if they don't come to you, I know you do this uh, publicly. You, you, you help people through your videos that you, you kind of tell the truth. And if they want to come to you, they come to you. If they don't want to come to you, at least they're more informed and they can go to. Right. And th that, that's what kind of what we want to have thing. you mm -hmm. share on the show today to help um, most of our viewers. Yeah. Uh, that's an advantage because if you think yeah. about it, just a small fee like $4,000, that's your entry in a home for little odds and ends that you need just furniture. to walk in. It. Yeah. yeah, literally. Furniture yeah. or your movers or, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. Appliances, just things that you may need. So mm -hmm. that's that's um, that's good. It's good. It's not to say that you're honest or dishonest. You're just being fair. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, you'd be surprised how many people reach out to me and they say, hey, I'm getting a mortgage through this <clears> place. We're closing next week. These are my final numbers. Can you tell me if they're good or not? Mm -hmm. And like sometimes I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're actually getting a good deal. Like right. stay there. Some of them will be like, hey, listen, they're actually taking large advantage of you. Mm -hmm. You can leave. You can come to me if you want, but you don't have to. Right, I'm just letting you know. But to me, that's awesome. Like I find that as a huge advantage that even though you didn't do the mortgage to me, it's okay. But yet you're still going to come to me asking me for help. A lot of people don't like that, but I actually think that's great. Because that means the brand recognition has been built. The recognition of the brand has been built that we're here to help. Right. Yep. So, so why do you think it is that they go elsewhere knowing that knowing they know what you know and how you want to help? So it's a couple things. So usually when they're working with a real estate agent, mm -hmm. so usually before they come to a mortgage broker, sometimes they'll come to me first or sometimes they'll go to the realtor first. There's a lot more realtors. I'm sure everybody can sure. name five realtors in this room. Yeah. So they'll usually go to the realtor first. Now what the realtor will do, they'll, they'll gain trust and they'll build a relationship with that agent. Right. Then that agent will say, here's my preferred lender. Use him. He's yes. really well. Source. They've already built a relationship with the realtor. So them going out of their way to contact me sometimes is like, let me just use who my realtor is telling me to use. So they'd right. have Plus to know. Plus they don't want to offend the realtor because now they're 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 emotionally invested That's in this house. Right. They don't want to piss the realtor off and then the realtor goes and does yep. something. But sometimes it gets whack. worse. And like, of course, this is like a whole nother category. But sometimes it gets worse because sometimes these realtors know that these lenders are charging a lot. Mm -hmm. And then these lenders are actually giving the realtors a kickback. It's, yeah, it's completely illegal, yeah. but it's a kickback. Hey, you sent me, Anthony, you sent me junior. Here's a thousand dollars. Cause mm -hmm. they're going to make another 5,000 on the, on doing the for loan. The, yeah. I'll give you a thousand for sending me a right. client. I would have never had. So question for you. So how many people do you staff currently in your office? Um, four. Okay. So you plus four. So yeah. it's five of you total. Yep. Now, did those four that you have come in already work at a mortgage company and you had to reshape their mentality? Yeah. Or so so the four that, that work for me now yep. worked at the same company that they worked at. That I, they, We all worked at the same company. I was okay. the first one to quit, and they came along too. Okay. So the reason why they came along too is because I simply told them, they were underwriters, mind you. They So they're my processors. One of them is a loan officer, actually. He was same role as me, but the processors are where I put most of my focus on because without them, I wouldn't be here. They do a lot of my loans. And um, I basically told them, I just said, hey, you know, you're making X amount of dollars a year here. I can guarantee you X amount of dollars here a year here with growth, you know? And the reason is, is because, you know, I'm not a, one of the typical people we know where like they, they hire on these people and then they pay them dirt, right. To do so much work. 
Like I truly am nothing without my team. And, right. I, and I put that out there without my team. I'm nothing. So I pay my team proper in a joking way yesterday. I, I had, <laughs> it's just to say what he's saying, but I had somebody say to me, man, you Chaldeans love to drive us to work as much as you can with the littlest politics, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm with you. We've changed though. That's, that's evolved too, mm -hmm. because same thing. I've always paid it because think about it. If I give my employee a $6,000 check, that means I probably made 30000 somewhere. So right. as much as I'm making, they're making with me and yeah. vice versa. As much as they keep making, I'm making as much with them. Correct. So was it hard to change the mentality, though, to come from Quicken and say, listen, we're not doing these fees anymore. We're not making it as the same way that they did their, their business. Our idea is to be fair to the consumer. Was, was there a little resistance because people wanted to make that? Okay. Yeah, so some, there was some loan officers that I wanted to tack onto the team. And I'd be like, so the processors, you have to pay them out of your own commission. They would say, why can't I just charge my clients? Mm -hmm. Why can't we just charge the processing <clears throat> fee to the clients? And then the processor will make their money from the client. Sure. I think that's, that just goes against everything that I'm trying to preach here. You know, because once again, why do you need to make $7,000 on this loan? Like, like, who are you to make $7,000 on a loan when you're probably going to close seven in a month? An average it's time on a loan takes what? 20 days. The processor is the one that does the grunt of all the work, the group, whatever the word is. They're the one that do, that do all the work. Yeah. We just got to bring it in. Right. <laughs> you so. know? So, like, I always say, who are you to make $70,000 in a month and not pay somebody $500 out of your own money? You know? Right. So, what's the, what's the structure of your company? So... This is the structure. So a lot of loan officers, they'll come into the industry now and they'll come into the, in and these are truly like my secrets too. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I have no secrets with my company. Okay. Um, a lot of people, they'll come into this industry where I'm going to meet with a thousand different realtors. I'm going to, I'm going to make them love me. I'm going to buy them lunch and buy them coffee and take them to 220, right? Or whatever it is and mm -hmm. buy them the best food ever. I love going there, but buy, yeah. buy them the best food ever or whatever. Go Zaid. <laughs> yeah. Go Zaid's Zaid's man. Right. There's, but uh, buy them, buy them all the food, whatever it is. And then they're going to start sending me business. But they're missing the point. They're missing like they're missing the most like eighty percent of the point is you have to build relationship with these people. Mm -hmm. You have to tell these realtors, hey, listen, Mister or Mrs. Realtor, I'm making money off of you sending me clients because of you getting the client and you sending it to me. I'm making money off of you. So not only am I gonna take you out to lunch, but let me add value to your business by adding value to your businesses. Let me close your loan in fifteen days and make you look like the rock star. Let me cover the full cost of the appraisal on all conventional loans. Like, so I cover the full cost of appraisals on conventional loans. I don't tell the client I pay for the appraisal. I tell the client the realtor paid for the appraisal. Mm -hmm. But I'm the one that took that $500 hit. But I didn't pay for it. The realtor paid for it. And by me doing that, I added value to the realtor to where in turn the realtor has more of an opportunity to ask for more business. Right. Right. Sure. Or, hey, I'll close your loan in 20 days. Or, hey, I'll do whatever I can to make sure this loan goes through or you get the accepted offer. Yeah, most of these... Uh... The, most of these realtors out there that don't already have a full process where they already have a, a mortgage company locked into place are are new to the to the business and are dealing with family and friends. So and that's what they teach you is to deal with your family and friends first, right. find out who's. Yeah. So if they're dealing with their family and friends and they've come to somebody that they can trust that is going to look out for them and is looking out for their not just their best interest, but their client's best interest, that makes them look good within their family, within their community also. And they win. And their network, mm -hmm. yeah. So right now you have one, <clears throat> excuse me, one office, and when did that open up that office? <laughs> Just a couple weeks ago. It did? Okay. Two weeks ago, yeah. All right, great. It opened up on 9 in Woodward, so downtown Ferndale. The Bally team itself started a couple weeks ago, or was that already? No, the Bally team started October 14th, okay. 2018. Okay, mm -hmm. and you guys were working together, and now you just built it so that you're on Correct. your own in your own office. Yeah, so I was on my own <clears throat> up until about December. 
And then okay. that's when I started putting people on. And then uh, January and February, we were ranked top 10 broker in the state of Michigan. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. How, how do you plan on expanding off of that since you're in the, when you say you're in the top 10 percentile, is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, so we've slowly fallen because now it's summertime and yeah. now these larger lenders start working a lot more. Sure. Usually in the wintertime, these richer guys, they don't work too much, you know, because they, have, they <laughs> so make all their money in the summer. <laughs> is that true what they say that Memorial weekend, Prices go up on on properties. <laughs> yeah. Labor Day, they start they, tanking they start again. Tanking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because is that just Michigan or is that cross country? I, I think that's across country, but because of our seasons here yeah. in Michigan, yeah, it's easy. It's, it's it makes move. more sense for people to move in the summertime sure. rather than the winter when it's negative. Are right. we going to go through a recession? You can tell us. Maybe September, <laughs> so, October. I can go buy a house then or anything. So I have a video on Instagram, and uh, it has over twenty thousand views right now, and it's myself asking myself if the market is going to crash. I think I get this question about 20 times a day yeah. where people say, hey, Amir, is the market going to crash? Every day, a client will call me, oh, before I do this mortgage, is the market going to crash? And so you were <laughs> chuckling, so there's not an actual foolproof yay or nay that whether the market's going to crash. I personally don't think it ever will crash the way it did in 2008. Okay. So, of course, I'm only 25 years old, so in 08, I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. So I wasn't really there. You know, My yep. grandparents really saw the everything that was going on. But in 08, if you watch these movies like The Big Short, you know, or um, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, like these these uh, these movies, or not What's Eating Gilbert Grape, but a different one. But anyways, you watch The Big Short. In these movies, they talk about how these people were literally giving homes to dead people, right? Like yeah. the person wasn't even alive, and they were putting mortgages under their name. That yeah, can't that happen a, anymore. Yeah, yeah, because they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, it's like it's like your son. Your son would have had three homes by now. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's only got two. So <laughs> to what he's saying, I had a customer of mine in Fenton. He is one of the largest scammers in the country for straw buying. And that was because of what he's talking about. Around 2005, we saw a decline in the economy. As soon as GM and Delphi started announcing that they were going possible bankrupt or they had to refile, the money started getting a little lighter. When it got to around 2008, 2009, what you're saying, I had a customer. He'd come in often, get prepaid phones or what have you. Not much. Then I didn't see him for a year. A little year goes by. And I seen the guy's name, Ronnie. He did, I believe it was uh, uh, $60 to $100 million worth of fraud on that. And it's due to what he's saying. Mm. They were taking dead people's information and attaching them to homes and just not <laughs> making payments and just taking them and doing what they did. And what's crazy is everybody is in on it. Title company, the contract, the construction company. You Hopefully know. they're all in jail now. Well, he is. Yeah, no, he's, he's, <laughs> so he he's no, Bye, he Bye, yeah, Ron Sorry, got caught, Ronnie. so he's gone. But to what he's saying, that's what created the crash. Mm-hmm. And then we've been rebounding really ever since, and it became tighter. We, you can't get homes like you used to. No. So, so many people I come across, like, Sorry, man, you're denied. I can't get you a mortgage. Yep. Hey, they have a 700 credit score. They make $14,000 a month. So but they're up their wall in, in debt. Right. Like, so you said something about that like you were in January and February you were you were named the top broker. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between a broker and a mortgage company? Because okay. now I'm hearing two different things. So a mortgage com- so there's so there's two types of mortgage people, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. There's wholesale loan officers. Okay. And then there's retail loan officers. Okay. So a retail loan officer is someone that sits at a desk and they receive leads all day and they're cold calling all day. Okay. For example, these large letters uh, we These don't. are home buyers. Yeah. They're they're cold calling home buyers all okay. day. Yep, they're, they're just cold calling and they're simple leads that are coming in. Mm-hmm. A mortgage broker, so a wholesale loan officer, what I do is I'm signed up with 37 different lenders. So okay. meaning if I worked at Quicken Loans, for example, I can only send my loans to Quicken Loans because I work for them. Right. So if I get a client, if I get you or if I get you and you want to do a mortgage, I can only send you there. Since I'm a broker, I can send you wherever you want me to send you. 
you say, hey, Amir, I want you to get me wholesale pricing at JP Morgan. I want you to get me wholesale pricing at United Wholesale Mortgage. You tell me where you want to go. 9.9 mm-hmm. times out of 10, the client doesn't tell me where they want to go. I just shop all 37 and find the lowest interest rate and then place them there. That's you know, great. That's basically how it is. It's basically like an auction for a mortgage. I take your application and I shop it between every single lender. Whichever lender is going to offer me the lowest rate with the lowest closing cost, I'm going to go there. The reason why I get loans with no fees is because that's the first thing I go for. Is I go for a loan that I don't want any fees charged to my client. Right. But then there's still fees. So you can you're fighting for them actually. That's exactly what I'm doing. Right. And people say, well, Amir, I got to pay you for that, don't I? I got to pay you for your services. That's not common. You don't. No, I'm saying that's not oh. common to have people right. Usually they're trying to grab and take your money. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, that's he's a company with ethics, so he's sure. he's <laughs> gonna he, his clients are probably gonna be the same. He's not gonna deal with it wishy-washy person no. but so so you got into this so tell us a little bit about how you got into it and then kind of close uh it out with how others can get involved in being uh a broker or a realtor or or anything that you can give them to to help them uh you know maybe build a career somewhere somehow in the industry so um a little bit about how i got into it so i started at quicken loans when i was 18 years old so that's mm-hmm. why i first started doing mortgages um, I was there for a while. Then I, I moved to a couple other things. I was working at some phone stores. It didn't work out. But then I went to a credit union, and then I worked at United Wholesale Mortgage, and then I decided to open up my own company. So the reason why I say that is because when I worked at Quicken, I was working on the retail end. Mm-hmm. When I worked at Community Choice Credit Union, I was working on the on the getting the business end, right? Like meeting the people, building the relationships end. Then I worked. What does getting the business end mean? So basically, for example, the the clients that would walk in to deposit five hundred dollars into their checking uh-huh. account. Gotcha. Oh, we see that you currently have a mortgage with JP Morgan because mm-hmm. it's coming out of your ACH every month. Right. For this many dollars, maybe we can refinance and save you some money since gotcha. you're a member here. Okay. Uh, nice. Getting the business. Then I worked at United Wholesale Mortgage and I learned a lot about the whole what happens to the loan when it gets placed with a lender. So yeah. when I send the loan to United Wholesale Mortgage, where does it go? It goes to setup, then it goes to the underwriting, then it goes to processing, then it goes to closing, right? That's all the back end stuff that I don't deal with anymore. Mm-hmm. I just saw what was going on in the back end, so I was getting more knowledge. What I can tell anybody is So so before you get into that. Yeah. So the process was from 18 to 24. 20 Yeah, just about 24. So 6 years, how many how many years did you spend at Quicken? Uh, a year. And then how many years did you spend Two. at the 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 uh credit union? Credit union. Two. And then United United Mortgage about a year and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So a little bit of time. So there's a little bit of gaps in between. Mm-hmm. So it was about all that time and then I opened up my own shop. Um, any advice, the advice I give to everybody, um, cause a lot of people, they reach out and they say, Hey, Amir, like what advice do you have for me? Or I want to open up my own brokerage or I'm opening up my own brokerage and I'm not doing well. So I'm the same thing. I say, what experience do you have? Am I allowed to cuss on the show or no? I can. Yeah. yeah. Right, cool. You'd be the first. Be, that's cool. fine. So I, I still, well, you were the first. <laughs> was I? Yes, you were. Fuck. <laughs> first, right, and, cool. first and second. <laughs> yep. So the, the, the line I always say is I say, you have to eat shit for mm-hmm. literally three to five years before you can do something of your own. Right. It's like, how do I want to open up my own gas station if I don't know how gas stations are ran? Right. I know nothing about them. Right. I don't know how they put the gas underground so it goes into the car. Like, I don't know how that works. Yeah. So how do I expect to open up my own? So you have to eat shit and you have to be someone's assistant. You have to work for somebody. And people don't like doing that. Right. People don't have time for that patience, right? They do not have time for the patience of eating shit for three to five years, right? Mm-hmm. So then I tell some each shift for three to five years, gain as much experience, and then go ahead and do your own thing. Right. Um, I started, I quit my job in August. I got licensed in October. I wrote my first loan in January. So we wrote our, so the 
the month I wrote my first loan, we became top 10. We closed out about 19 loans that month. God bless um, you, man. It was, thank God, 100% was a blessing. And um, so a little, obviously a little backstory, you know, I have no mom, no dad. Everything I had to do was out completely on my own. So from August to December, all I remember, so I'm a huge churchgoer. Like I, I'm a strong man, man of my faith, right? Like I mm -hmm. love Jesus Christ. Everything I have, I owe to him. Great. And uh, shout out to Jesus real quick. So yeah. anything, everything I have shout is, out to Jesus. Is, is him. So I remember vividly every Thursday from August to December, I'd sit inside of St. Joseph Calvin Catholic Church on the east side and I'd just be crying. I would just sit there and I would mm. just cry. It's terrible. And I would cry and I would say to myself, like, dude, like, who am I going to go to to pay for my car? You know, like, like I can't go to my grandma and grandpa. They're living off pension and welfare. You right. know, like, yo, can you yeah. pay my $350 car payment? Mm -hmm. It's like, and I would just think like, man, like I quit my job. I don't know what I'm doing, but I was grinding every single day. I'm meeting with four to five different people, building relationships every single day. But I didn't get my first loan until January, you know, right. and then from January, we became top 10. And, and I was crying every single day. And the reason why I was crying is because I was saying like, the stress and the anxiety and, yeah. and not knowing what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. It just killed as, as men, it's we love tough to feeling. know what happens. Like right. we want to have control, right? Sure. And not having control because our business is based off of somebody else wanting to do business with you. Mm -hmm. It's really tough. Yeah. Sure. So I just literally, I just, I gave it all to God and, you know, starting, that was it. And I just, I, all the relationships that I built, all the seeds that I planted, they blossomed and now they're just, ongoing business you know it's great so, so i know i know you mentioned jesus and obviously we all owe everything too yeah um what about uh earthly beings current earthly beings who who do you look up to who do you listen to for motivation yeah uh i know you mentioned tony robbins earlier before yeah. we were talking and, I, and you said something about eating shit that's a gary v thing <laughs> yeah, right yeah, yep, yep. okay <laughs> so so give us a little bit about that and and you know name drop all you want as far as you know who's who and and what kind of what you got out of right. what you get out of each you know uh gary gives you know uh, uh strategies and tony gives you know motivation Correct. so so I'm, I'm gonna name drop even like people like i know personally as well yeah, absolutely. yeah that's what we want to so, hear so the first thing of course gary v like man like just seeing that guy talk about how like like he always i always listen to this line he says the economy doesn't give a shit about your feelings. That's right. You know, like the market doesn't care about you, right. you know, like it doesn't, you're the best person in the world. You want to make all this money and give it to all the poor people in Iraq. Awesome. The market doesn't care. Like yeah. they do not care. You yep. know, if you're going to build a business off that, they don't care. Right. And before you get off of yeah, Gary V, uh, or is, were you going to get off Gary? No, v, no. And I was going to say, uh, okay, the day go I quit, I, yeah. I DM'd him. I never got a response. It was seen. Right. I DM'd him. I said, yo, Gary, just quit my job. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. He loves to see that <laughs> yeah. stuff. So, so just before you get off of Gary V, Gary V was, is a is a uh, an immigrant from Russia. Yep. His dad was in the liquor store business. He started the wine library on YouTube way back in the day. And he grew it into a, you know, $30 million company. Um, and then... And then he left the the wine the 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 wine business to do media business, and that's his story. And if you don't know him or you don't watch him, you should. It's Gary V at uh, at Gary V on every channel. Yeah, all the socials. And then um, there's uh, Les Brown and and uh, Eric Thomas. Okay. Eric Thomas. I met E.T. Oh, really? Yep, I met him. He was at J. Alexander's. What a beast! <laughs> yeah, Man, he was at yeah. J. Alexander's, and I was just walking by. I don't mean to cut into you, but just if you don't know E.T., E.T.'s got a struggling story, too. And yep. he, he came from pretty much living in a car and eating out of dumpsters and stuff yep. like that until he made it. 
guy gets like 25 grand just to be able to just speak on in, in situations but very humble yeah. i came to him he helped me through things because after i was down in the pits over my life and what have yeah. you you listen to a guy and i gave him credit so yeah. it, it feels good to meet them and tell them man what you did was was yeah. justified i'm sure they me. love to hear that yeah, too. yeah he's the man man and then um and because it, so I wake up at 5 a.m. every day. Yeah. So like I'm really like crazy. Like I wake up at 5 a.m. every single day. I do not miss a day. Like I'm texting Brandon at like 4:30 a.m. Like yo, I'm gonna see you today, right? Or I'll. So how do you do? How do you text him at 4:30 if you get up at five? I mean, excuse me, I meant 5:30. I caught that. I was like, I was hoping he doesn't notice it. But anyways, I'll text him at like because I need a 30 minute buffer when I wake up, you know. Yeah, but yeah. anyways, wake up super early and it's because of Eric and just because of just how he talks about. Like literally that line, if you want it as badly as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Yeah. You know, You're wise. That's it. Yeah. The why you have to have. And so who was the middle guy you, you said? And then the next day I was Les Brown. Les Brown. So Les Brown is a strong Christian speaker. Like mm -hmm. um, everything he does, he revolves around God and everything. And yeah, he has a little, it's like a little story where, you know, he saved up as much money as he could and he bought his mom a home. His mom was going to die soon. He bought his mom a home. And then it was just some guy like for sale by owner back, like type of deal back in 1980. He bought his mom a home and then, was buying his mom a home. He spent $50,000 on the home. Two weeks later, he gets a knock on the door. There's a lien on your home that the person that was selling the home never told him about lost the home, oh, lost geez. every dollar. And then him and his mom had to go back into the hood and live there. And it's just like, he was so down and out because he saved every dollar from when he was a kid till when he was like 35 years old to buy his mom a home. Yeah. And he lost it because somebody lied to him. Oh, wow. And the person sold him the home saying, I'm going to give you this home on such a good deal because you're doing it for your mom. Right. You're just such a great wow. guy. Right, right. Goes behind him. And then so... so those are them. And then just the, the, the personal people in my life. Um, first one is a guy named Simon Maddie. Um, he, I, he's like, when I first quit my job, I went up to him and he helped me create my website. He helped me create everything. And then I is go that to, what Simon does? He's in the website business. Yeah, or? He works at a, for a company called Imperium and they, they're a, like a privately owned real estate brokerage for commercial. Okay. And I call him all the time for like, Hey, should I buy this $700 computer screen? Like he's like my finance guy type of yeah. thing. He kind of brings me to my senses. And then, um, a guy named Noir Jerjis. Uh, Noir Jerjis, he's a strong brother of mine because when I first quit, or before I quit, I went up to him and I told him my whole business plan. Yeah. And he literally looked at me and said, you're stupid if you don't. He oh, nice. You're stupid if you don't. And that was all he said. And, and what then, does Noir do? Um, Noir does real estate as well. He okay. commercial real estate as well. What's the name of his company? Um, I don't actually know. Okay. Believe it or not. Uh, right. I just know well, he does Maybe you should look into <laughs> that. <laughs> I so, find that. Yeah. His house Plug him every <laughs> once in a while. And then um, there's Matt Lucia. Okay. Matt Lucia has Value Wholesale. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love yeah. Matt. I'm sure you guys know Matt Lucia. Oh, yeah, very well. Um, Matt Lucia, Value Wholesale, and um, <clears throat> yeah, he's just my guy. Just love the guy. Um, what has he done for you? Um, he was, he's just just being there. You know, yeah. he's just really smart. The guy's just really freaking smart. You know, okay, like, so you're an East Sider, he's a West Sider. How yeah. did that connection? All three of the guys I mentioned to you are West Siders. So oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I went on Kairos with hold him. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> how do you do the West Side now? I like this. <laughs> yeah. So you, all you right. Got, you can get a little bit of both. You, you give love to the <laughs> East. Love yeah, to the West. Both. We love it. We love it all. <laughs> Crazy. And then. Uh, yeah, so he value wholesale. He's just really smart, man. Yeah, he's just really he's just no father figure, not no father figure. His father passed away, and mm -hmm. they have this wholesale and this wholesale yep. is really really well. But great guy. And then the last person truly is uh, Father John. So before Father John Barty, right? Um, Father John Jadu, he's a West Sider too. Bardilian. Bardilian, yeah. Yep. And uh, yes, that's my priest. You know, okay. Like, but like, I'll call him because he used to be a CPA. Before yeah. he was a priest, he was a CPA and he, he had a CPA and everything. And uh, I'll call him for tax purposes and stuff for certain numbers. And it's just like knowing I got somebody there mm -hmm. is huge. Growing up, no mom, no dad, only child. Now, do you know uh, Do you know uh, his brother Mazen? Mazen's my boy. <laughs> so you remember when Mazen was playing in a championship game and his quarterback broke his leg and then a 
old ass for guy. CFL, came, right? Yeah, for the CFL. <laughs> then this old guy came in and played quarterback okay. and threw Maz in a bomb for the for the winning uh, play. Oh, tell me that, it was you. That was me. <laughs> And you, <laughs> I'll I'll show you the uh, the video when Team Red, that. Team Red, I'm like uh, I'm like Uncle Rico. Was that Team yeah, Red? Man. Uncle Rico, no, Napoleon Dynamite for all of you that don't know the reference. <laughs> but man, that's no, that's great, man. So yeah, those are those are them. I have a question for you. Um, your back was against the wall, right? August till you got to January. Sometimes it feels like your back so far into the wall, you're gonna go right through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand when you say anxiety and panic and stuff that comes in. What was the breaking point to take you away from going somewhere bad into a dark place and turning to somewhere good? What changed that, that got you to that level and get away from that moment? So it's two things. So I, I probably post this on my Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat every morning. And I always say this line. I say, they don't want you to win. So today you're going to win. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say, and I just think about that. I tell myself every day. Like, there's probably people in this world. I'm not like one of those egotistic losers that say, oh, the world hates. I'm, I got all these haters, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. But I do say, if there is somebody in this world that doesn't want me to win, today I'm going to win. Yeah. Just because they don't want me to win, I'll win, you know? Sure. And then the second thing is, is this is something Father John always says. And it's like, like just you have to just trust in God. Yeah. You just have to trust in him. Like, because there's that Bible verse, right? Where he says, I feed, he's like, you look at St. Paul as, no, it was Jesus talking to his apostles. He's like, you look at the birds and the birds have food to eat. He's like, what makes you think I'm not going to give you food to eat? Right. Right. He's like, I'm feeding the bird, like in a literal sense. I'm yeah, feeding yeah. the birds. Why wouldn't I feed you? You know? Right. And yeah, man, that's just basically it. That's good. Because it's, it's easy to fall into that trap. Yeah. Um, you did have, you say, a little tough childhood growing up and what have you. Mom and dad not in the picture. Yeah. Who was there for you and who do, who can you give credit to to raise? Was yeah, let's it, shout, and, let's shout grandma and grandpa. Out. Grandma and so grandpa, so right? Fouad Bally. Fouad Bally. My man Fouad. Good job, <laughs> Fouad. You raised Thanks a good Fouad. one, brother. Yeah, so I changed my full name to him. Yep. So my name now, my driver's license is Amr Fouad Bally. Oh, so that's beautiful. my That's my legal name now. All, right. and all because of him, yeah. And how about grandma? Uh, Ilham Bally, that's my ace. That's and what, right. what was her maiden name? Um, Ilham, I think it was, I think it's Ilham Dawood Valley as well, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. the first, co- the second cousins, you know. All right, yep. all right. Yeah, yeah, Iraq yep. and Iraq, yep. all marrying each yep. other. That's so, nice. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, man, I owe everything to them, you know, but. It's great. Just once again, like, I, you know, you, you listen to all these stories and all these people that made it from nothing, and then there's one thing that's all, you can put it all into common, like, all it's all has one common thing, like Eric Thomas or Les Brown or Gary Vee or all these people. It's like there's not this one thing that just happened in their life and they just flipped and then right. their whole life changed. It's all literally the same thing and it's all consistent. It's like they wanted it and they went and got it. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. It's like, how badly do you want it? Yeah. You know? And they grind it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it. the grind. It's the grind. And you have to be able to take rejection. Yeah. There's so many realtors I would sit in front of and the realtors would be like, listen, man, your, your whole business model is awesome. I'm just not feeling, I don't like it. You know, and they'll just end the meeting. And then some people that would kill them inside, right? Like, damn, like this guy just like, like that just killed me inside, you know, but like the fire that, that, that I should bring out of you should be even more intense. Right. Like this guy just said, no, let me go and get three yeses. Yep. You know? Yep. So what, what can you uh, offer to both the youth, middle age, older generation um, in the community? What's some of the things that will help them keep up financially? Like I know we were talking earlier, we say, you know, you make a dollar, save 50 cents and spend 50 cents. We've always had the hard time because we came from a lavish lifestyle and riches from back home that we always want the best. A lot of guys like to make a dollar and spend a dollar fifty, which puts them behind. Some tips that you can give some of these guys to save up so when they come to you, yeah. their application looks good enough to just pass quickly. Right. Um, so a couple things is just save as much money as you can. 
So for two things, right? The first thing is if you want to open up a business, you have to make sure your overhead is as low as possible. Always. That's how you become successful. Yeah. Because if your overhead is low, that means you have more money to invest. The sure. high overhead, you have less money to invest. Right. And the second thing is if you're getting a mortgage, it's like save as much money as you as you can. Like save literally every dollar. I tell my I was just on the phone with a client of mine, her name's Jamie. And Jamie's like, Amir, you know, I only have X amount of dollars, you know, for my closing costs and my down payment out the door. You know, she's like, but I don't close till end of July. I'm like, so from middle of June to end of July, eat shit. Like, that's my line. I'm like, eat yeah. shit. I'm like, don't go out. I'm like, that's it. Save your money. I'm like, because that extra 50, 100 bucks you're saving, you're going to be able to use it towards your mortgage. You're going to get in the home comfortably. Right. A lot of these people are trying to get into mortgages nowadays and scrape by every single dollar they can. They're getting a terrible program, a terrible interest rate, and they're rolling everything into their interest rate. It's just horrible. They're setting themselves up for failure for the long run. Right. For the short term, it looks phenomenal. But for the long run, it's horrible. And what are mortgage rates these days? So right now, the average mortgage rates, I would say, so I just quoted a mortgage right now. I did a, it was a 30-year fix, 736 FICO. I was just doing it in the parking lot. Um, it's a 40% loan to value. So the home is worth, the home is worth, I think it was like worth 500 and they're doing a mortgage for like 160, 200,000. So it's a really low amount. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about 40% loan to value. The interest rate is 3.99. The loan to value doesn't really matter, by the way. It's really about the FICO. And as long as it's under per, under 80% loan to value, Meaning the home is worth a hundred, your loan is eighty thousand or less mm-hmm. by three point nine nine, um, but that was a little bit higher on the higher end. Sure, it's really about three point eight seven right now, um, and if it's a fifteen year, you're looking at a three point four. Gotcha. I just did a mortgage for a VA, a veteran today before mm-hmm. I left. Interest rate was three point two. Nice. That's low. Stupid, man. What wasn't Trump and the Feds trying to raise it for a little bit, or did it raise up? Uh... Yeah, they wanted the rates to go up a couple times last year. Yes, but they're, they, that that's all gone now. They're not raising the rates anymore. But we need that though at times, don't we? As an economy, as a whole, in the country, to to pay off things and take care of yeah. stuff, isn't that where the money comes from? So to answer your question that you asked earlier about the prices of homes going up and stuff, yep, it's this is how you want to look at it. If interest rates are low, then that means the prices of homes are going to go up. The reason why the prices of the homes are going to go up is because if interest rates are low. There's more people in the market looking for homes. Sure. There's more demand, less mm. supply. The price of the mm. homes are going to go up. Right. Okay. If interest rates go up, so they're, they're at like four and a half, almost 5%, that means there's less people looking for homes, more homes on the market, more supply, less demand, prices will go down. Makes gotcha. sense. So that's how it works. So really, like, sorry to all my clients that are seeing this, but like, I want interest rates to go up. Mm-hmm. If interest rates go up, then that means the prices of homes go down and they're, they're saving money. Right. But people right now that are, feeding off these low interest rates, they're hitting licks. Like they're literally they're, they're getting these awesome interest rates, which is good for them. So you do conventional and you do FHA and other things and too? too. And yeah. VA. And then we do jumbo as well. Sure. Yeah. And why don't you tell everybody uh, where they can find you? And we're going to post it all in the description, obviously, but so, um, really everything of mine is built off social media. So you can find me on Google. Um, Please leave a five-star review. We have a whole bunch of Google reviews. It's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Um, if you do business with us, of course. Um, Google, you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Yelp, um, TikTok, um, everywhere. You can find us on all social media platforms. Um, our office is in Ferndale as well. So okay. we're in downtown, in the hub of downtown Ferndale, right in the middle. That's and is there, what, what are their social channels? Do they just Google the, yeah. or, or, or search the, the Bally team? Yep. So, we're, so we pay for all our AdWords. So if you search the Bally team on Google... <clears throat> The first full page is every every social media page you can find us on there. Okay. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And as the Bally team? Yep. As and the what's Bally the team. website? The Bally team.com. The Bally team? That's, that's easy to that's remember. It. Yep. And do you want to shout out any of the, uh, maybe your your Staff. videographer or your cameraman? So I'm gonna, uh, I'll shout out, out Brandon Ebro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, my, that's my videographer. Hey, what Brandon. up, Brandon? <laughs> I'm going to shout out um, uh, John Verhagen, Justin Davey, Demetrius Holloway, Lindsey Cohen, and Jeff Lamphere. That's my awesome. full team. So it's actually great. Six, 
I said four of us, but there's actually almost seven of us. So right. any um, any just Chaldean friends or associates in the business you want to shout out? Um, Anybody that that you're doing realty with? There, there's there's about 120, so yeah. if I shout out them all, okay. there'd be a lot of them. Okay. So yeah, so okay. like any real. So it's good though. With. You you keep them all in line. It's yeah. good. All my realtors, they all get they all get the appreciation they deserve on all of my social media platforms. So. Very cool. Well, awesome. thanks for being here. Yeah, uh, we'll close it out with uh, maybe a couple minutes worth of uh, uh, not a not a rant, but a useful rant on on what people can do and, and what action they can take starting today to kind of get going. And any offerings, if they come see you for consulting or sure. at least yeah. for some type of uh, uh, answer on what yeah. they should do next. So if you're in the process of getting a mortgage or you're thinking you're going to be getting a mortgage within the next three to six months, just a couple things. Don't put any large liabilities on your credit report. Don't pull out a car. Don't get any large loans. Don't get any large credit cards, right? Don't um, max out your credit cards. Keep your debt as low as possible. And then also save as much money as you can. Like literally save as much money as you can for your down payment, for your closing costs or for whatever else it is. Um, some some things that I'm going to be offering. So if you come to us and you say that you heard us from Keeping Up With The Chaldeans. Um, so what we do is we actually have options of like just making it complete no cost loans. Hmm. Meaning the loan is completely no cost where all you pay is your taxes, insurance and title work. So um, wow. if, you, if you say that you're coming from Keeping Up With The Chaldeans, of course, that's what we're going to be offering you. Meaning appraisal is covered, you know, underwriting is covered. And then any credit report fees or anything else are all going to be covered for as well. That's so great. it's going to be a complete no-cost loan. That's amazing. Great. All right? Thank great. you. Of course, you guys Thank are you. awesome. Thank you for Thanks. having me, Thank you. Thanks right. for so giving us time. Thank you, bud. See you later.